You're listening to the Wanderlust Swingers Podcast with Aussie hosts Kate and Daryl. If you're curious about exploring your sexuality or the swinging, hot wifing and non-monogamous lifestyle, you've definitely come to the right podcast. Or maybe you just love travel adventures. Either way, we share our personal, sometimes juicy, sexy stories as well as swingers club and event reviews, interviews with other sassy people and of course our global swinging adventures. We try to bring you a look into the diverse lifestyle that the swinging and non-monogamous community has. We hope you enjoy. Now let's get into the episode. If you missed our last episode, uh, head back over and have a listen to that because you will get that reference. Now, guys, welcome back. We are talking about selection criteria. Let me give you guys a bit of a rundown on why I want to talk about selection criteria and where I thought this topic could go. Recently, when we discussed our MFM threesome, we spoke about how I just kind of wanted to look for a one-night stand. And in doing so, we stumbled upon a person who's actually quite lovely and we've hung out with uh, just for non-play sessions afterwards. And it got me to thinking. Yeah, but no other play sessions afterwards. So, you know, sort that shit out. What is your selection criteria for different, I guess, ways that you interact in the lifestyle? So, for example, do you have different criteria for perhaps a night out at a swingers club picking up a unicorn or a manicorn, finding longer-term pants-on-pants-off play partners, a foursome connection, an orgy. Do you have different selection criteria for each of these? Are you asking me this? I'm asking you. Do you oh. think that we as a couple, or even when you're vetting single guys, do you think that when we are looking for these connections online, say, for example, do you think we have different selection criteria than if we're at a club looking for a connection for a one-night stand? So do we have a different yes, I suppose? I mean, certainly for... Single men, we do versus, you know, for starters, a manicorn versus a unicorn because one's female, <laughs> one isn't. So yeah, there's certainly that aspect. But oh, I, don't, I don't, I don't really know. I think the most of most of these things is just about the the individuals that are involved. So an orgy, I mean, an orgy's different again. I mean, how do you select for an orgy? I don't think an orgy is something that you generally plan. It's kind of more of a we we found a group of people that are cool and they're all hanging out at the same time, so we, we hang out with them. Well, that in itself is selection criteria then, isn't it? Because your selection criteria kind of goes out the window. You're like, they look attractive enough, it's here, I'm in for some fun, let's have an orgy. Yeah, but the only orgies we've ever been involved in with is with people that we've known for quite a period of time and generally, you know, like everyone, well, not generally, we like everyone in the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and would or have played with people in that group anyway. Mm-hmm. So I think the selection criteria for a, for an orgy for us is be one of our previous con- conquests. Or, well, actually, that, or that, particular, that particular one you're talking about, we actually hadn't had sex with anybody in that group before. We just knew them. Hadn't we? No. Well, fuck, we hadn't either. Mm-hmm. So, but, but we were. We did by the end of the night. We did know them. So I think that that's probably what you're talking about. Yeah. Longer pants-on-pants-off play partners. 100%, I think we look for very specific selection criteria when we're talking about those people. Yeah. Because we want them to, for example, like the things we like as well, as yeah. opposed to just being attractive and interesting in bed. Yeah. What? Well, it makes me sad. And it does make you sad. It makes me sad too. And then what about a night out of a, out of a club? I think your selection criteria, again, is, is very different because you're not 
necessarily requiring these people to be interested in all the things you're interested in. Yes, uh, yes, I agree. It's it's all a night out at a club is different, of course. It's different when you're single. I don't think that any of these things are different when you're single. I think these are as different when you're single as they are when you're in the lifestyle. Can you explain or elaborate on that a little bit more? Well, yeah, a night out on a club, you'll probably less, be less particular about their their emotional intelligence and intellect and all that sort of thing and the things that you find sexy uh, longer term which is feeds in more to the pants on pants on pants on off pants on long-term partner friendship scenario Uh, a foursome connection is i suppose for me the same thing as a night at a club because you you know you need a foursome connection even at a night out on a club you it's pretty rare unless you're there by yourself that you would you know not do that you know Mm -hmm. what i mean yep so that seems to be the same to me unicorn and manicorn picking up a single person i think is yes you're more particular there because certainly for the for the males it's it's a lot harder to find males just aren't twats what would you say like what's a big difference between us picking up a couple in a club versus us looking for maybe yeah pants on pants off friendship they have to be able to hold a conversation and be emotionally and intellectually aligned with where we are. Do you think things like uh, political or religious cultural things kind of come into play here that there's some either similarities or respect for what the other people believe in? I think a, a healthy want to debate the topics that you feel strongly about is more important than either of those things. Okay. And I mean debate, not fight. Mm-hmm. It's a very different thing. Discuss, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, debate debate is truly that, you know, you walk away from it without a winner, mm-hmm. which is what fights are as well, but they normally end yeah. in a different <laughs> yeah. way. absolutely. Yeah, so, no, I, I think it's really important that you're willing to, to, to stand up for what you believe in, and I actually find that attractive as well. Yeah, uh, of course. Respectfully stand up for what you believe in. I yeah, think of course, you know, there's, of course, limits to that, like, you know, don't I'm, be a dick. Well, I'm not going to be interested in somebody who's respectfully describing how Nazis are cool, for example. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah, that's, yeah. There's there's a there's an obvious limit to all of this sort of stuff. So it some alignment, yes, but some dis, some misalignment as well. Because if people are not misaligned, then what are you going to talk about? The, yeah, if they're the same as you, then p- potentially they could be really quite boring. Okay. Yeah. Let's uh, let's talk about some of the responses that I had. So this comes from Osar two four two. And they're a couple and they said, we absolutely have... And your parents hated you. It's What's a, a terrible it's name. It's a screen name, obviously. Oh, thanks for that. <laughs> Just making sure you knew that. We absolutely have different selection, different criteria for you each... You know I'm older than you, right? Yep. We absolutely have different criteria for every scenario. The biggest difference in browsing online pro- profiles versus in person at a club or party in person, it's much easier to just go with a gut feel. We would likely entertain people outside our norms because it just feels right in the moment. Online, we're screening based on the most likely types of people that will lead to a successful interaction. It's really well written. In order to meet someone from an online profile, we Man, need to... I wish I had put as much thought into this as, know, right? as OSA242 has. In order to meet someone from an online profile, we need to carve out time out of our schedule so we're pickier to ensure that we wouldn't be wasting our time. This is a non-issue when we're meeting someone when we're already out, i.e. at a club. We really only consider couples and single women. We tend to only consider people we'd be open to making longer-term friendships with, and that's no different for either scenario. The criteria for couples is more flexible in that we'd entertain a straight swap 
or swap with female-female play. For a single woman, she must be bi and our female must be attracted to her in that way. We have no interest in a two-on-one MFM. It's got to be an FFM. So there you go. So that, I think they summed it up. You're saying I'm getting bent out of shape by the – but then you read it. I mean, come on. It's really important. It's a very important thing to get right, uh, which is why I didn't know which one it was. Now I know. It is. It's FFM. I think that was really well written, and I liked how they're talking about when they're online and they're going to the effort of go- getting ready, going out of their house. There's more effort involved in that. Just do like I do. Don't ever leave the fucking house. <laughs> and therefore their selection criteria might be – what they're saying is a little bit more picky, whereas when they're in the club already, they're already dressed, they're already out, so they're more open to flexing a little bit on that. I think that's really interesting. I think it's really interesting as well, actually, much more thought out. It's almost like they had time to prepare, whereas I just, you know, you asked me off the bat and I spewed out my brain brain hole and it didn't really work very well. Mm. Yeah. Let's read another response we had. So this one was from Angela, Angela2208. First, let's assume that we're See, all... See, Angela's parents were much nicer to her than Osa. <laughs> First, let's all assume that we are all sober and not desperate. My criteria are different at 9pm versus drunk at 1am in a club, the bar being progressively <laughs> lower each hour. Well, sorry, where are you? I'm, I'm happy to be at the bottom of the bar. Hey, at least they're honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I loved about this. I was like, that's true. I mean... When we're talking about selection criteria, that in itself, well, is it 9 p.m. or is it 1 a.m. at a club? Very different. Same thing you get with selection criteria if you're at like a five-day event and on the last night, everybody's like, shit, we better swap with somebody we haven't all week. And so that might look a little different as well. So it's good. It's a good point. Then it's kind of the same. Criteria one is looks. Is there, there has to be a minimum level of physical attraction. Number two is then personality. Can they hold a good conversation? Number three is are they good in bed? Those three steps are an elimination process regardless of how or where it happens. It can happen over an hour or it can happen over several weeks. Once it has been established that the first three steps have been successfully met, it means we can meet again and then we can talk about hobbies, politics, religion, values. Those things can come into play to determine if we can be long-term friends or not, go on vacation together and so on. We have some friends who are avid golfers. We would never go on a vacation with them because they would want to play golf the whole day I'm with you there. Uh, But we have them for dinner parties pretty often. Some other friends are not into anything cultural. We go boating with them, but we don't go to museums and so on and so forth. It's not like you want to get married to them. You can have five couples as friends and lovers and you do different things with them depending on who they are and what they like. You have the winery friends, the museum friends, the lake friends, etc., etc. Kind of like what we're talking about. Kate's got a lot of winery friends. (laughs) Strangely, all my friends are winery friends. Yeah. She's a booze hag. But that's another one as well, you know, kind of like what we spoke about in the last episode where you don't need to have somebody fulfill all those things. Yeah. Right? Yes, absolutely. You can have different folks. That's one of the joys of this is that if there's if there's something in your relationship that your partner doesn't necessarily enjoy, I mean, most partners will put up with a lot of things. Like I watch Fifty Shades of Grey with Kate and it's terrible, truly terrible in so many, so many varying ways. And um, But, you know, you, you might find people out there who wish to waste their time and watch that movie with you, <laughs> you know, and, and I'm okay with that, like I might find people who give me blowjobs. So another selection <laughs> criteria could actually be, this is a bit cheeky, but it could be the fact that, hey, we want friends who do have a boat and do have a house on the lake because that's... Dude. I said, it's a bit, I said it's a bit cheeky. That's not cheeky. That's just a dick move. That's a use. That's a using scenario. You're a user. No, because maybe we've got a house on the vineyard, not near a lake. Do you know what I mean? So we're like swapsies. Like let's hang out at your place. Let's hang out at mine. So this is not that you're now going away from sw- from swinging to you know timeshare. 
<laughs> you don't need to be. And fucking if you're following me into the lobby, we have just a half an hour of timeshare discussion. You, you don't need to. You don't need to be swapping swapping partners to be hanging out with somebody who's got a fucking vineyard. Just you know, get on timeshare. You'll be sorted. They share with your. They come to your house. They stay at the lake. But maybe your selection you're, criteria could be like people that specifically go to the resort. Yeah, I got you. For an event, and that's what you're seeking out. Doesn't doesn't make it any better. (laughs) Thanks, Angela. I appreciated that. All right, let's let's hear this one. So this is from Secret Equipment 4039, right? Secret Equipment 4039. Great topic. I don't think I've seen this one discussed before. Interesting to see the responses. We've never done parties, clubs, or resorts, so I can't speak to them. We've done two-on-two couple dates so far. We prefer friends with benefits that we could see a few times a year. So our main selected criteria are being within a one to two hour driving range. Yeah, pretty good. Yep. Being attractive enough, as in we'd consider them based on looks and a vanilla dating scenario. And number three, similar personalities, sense of humor and education levels as us. The only scenario we've done once in a, is a casual hookup during a trip and it was almost entirely about physical attractive. Though we did have a chat to ensure they weren't terrible people. We're somewhat open to single men and women. For single men, it's 50-50 based on extreme attractiveness, six-pack, grace face, etc., and and respectfulness. For single women, it's based on openness with bisexual play, being attractive enough to both of us, and the ability to carry a conversation. Okay. Yep. Another good response. I like that one too. There's some good stuff coming here. I have got a couple more. I have three more. This is from QE 2013, 203, oh, nice. 13. They're in Honolulu. QE2. In Honolulu. We've spoken yeah, to these guys before. That? I'm just saying, it's cool. In our early days in the lifestyle, <laughs> we would often play casting director. Isn't that like, isn't it? It's a place, right? Honolulu? Yeah, it is a place. Honolulu. It's fun to say. Come on, join me. Honolulu. No, I don't okay. think I will. We would often play casting director trying to match the participants to the scene. Our side forays into BDSM kink would reinforce this practice unnecessarily as participants there are often very specific about their roles and interests. We quickly found this approach to be fairly limiting on our potential pool of candidates. Couple this with our already small candidate pool in Hawaii and we quickly found ourselves as empty casting calls. (laughs) Today, we simply view ourselves as erotic alchemists seeking to create unique, special experiences with people as they arise. Nice. So they're, they're kind of doing what we did a couple of years ago with the rule book, which is that they're just kind of taking things on a scenario case-by-case basis and going from there. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I I think that's pretty interesting. I mean, but that, that would – one of the concerns there or one of the things there, I suppose, you'd still have to have some rules around what is acceptable and what isn't. For for example, you know, if it, if it were a single woman who you met, you know what I mean, like mm-hmm. that we met – would that be okay then because we both kind of, you know, we, we wanted to sexily alchemize the event? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think there'd still have to be some ground rules. And what do you what do you actually think about their, their term, erotic alchemists? I think it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool term. I like it too. Yeah. Uh, this, I mean, we're not that. But. This, uh, this one's from the Hardleys and they're in California. For us, there isn't a specific selection process tied to what we want to do on that night or occasion. If we've been going through a hot streak with each other, chances are we'll have a hot time this night too. For the most part, if you put yourself in fun's way, memorable things – wait, if you put yourself out of fun's way, memorable things might happen. High hopes and low expectations and starting early with each other often has worked out to be the most fun for us. We have some friends with occasional benefits for 15 years now. So they're kind of saying the same thing as our – Sexy alchemy. 
Hawaii couple is basically that just sometimes if you have too much selection criteria, you can get in your own way, right? Just let the fun have fun. Let the fun have fun. And we have spoken about this, I think, probably when we, we did the episode on taking one for the team, we probably dug into that, I reckon. What's the difference between having a selection criteria or having things that you must have versus maybe just allowing the fun to happen a little bit and letting go? I don't think we've ever just let, I don't think we've just ever walked into a place and not passed some form of, and I'm going to use the term judgment because it is, we're mm-hmm. all, the whole world is a pack of judgy cunts. Uh, some form of judgment on anyone that we're with or I see. anyone that, I mean, I'm not, I'm now talking about walking in and perhaps the very first couple you meet who are totally outside of what you'd normally be interested in, you, you go with the flow and end up in bed with them. I I'm, see what you're saying. I'm not sure that we've ever done that. So what you're saying is even those nights when we have been quite spontaneous in a club and had sex with people that we've only we've just still chosen them, we've still at some point gone, okay, they're attractive and they're interesting enough. Let's go play. Yeah. Yeah, I see what you're saying. It's not just a blind walk up, let's have sex, off you go. Well, I mean, but it's not even that. It's it's like it, to to just be nonchalant about who you're potentially having sex with. I, I don't think very many people are capable mm. of that. Mm, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Okay, let's talk to TNDEXXX and let's see what they said. They said, we start with the basics until we meet in person because how things can change and change quickly upon actually meeting so friggin' true. Do they seem genuinely kind? Do they have humility? Are they in touch with themselves, clear and concise on their journey in the lifestyle? For couples, are they in this together? Do they seem happy together and happy in their lifestyle journey? Does the profile represent both of them? Is it 40 pics of the women and 19 dick pics of the man? I think casting a net that is too refined sets the stage for disappointment. We enjoy meeting people and listening to them define their personal experiences and their preferences and their journey. Getting to know them in person rather than through reading an online profile is where the fun is. Sure, sometimes it may go the other way, but we'll generally get that perception through chatting prior to meeting. I don't think we'll ever adapt our preferences according to a specific venue nor a specific person. We like what we like. We certainly don't sacrifice for our important qualities for us in order to experience a specific quality in another person. Yeah, so basically this person's saying that there are some criteria for online and meeting them, but they rather jump online and go straight into meeting in person and then vet a little bit, I think. Yep. I think it's easier to vet people in person as well than do it online. But I can say that when somebody asks me to meet with them on a on a, a video chat first, I just it just gets too hard. I think, is that because you've got to dress up twice for the date then? You've got to dress up for the video chat date. Oh, it's just too fucking hard. Outside of COVID times, obviously. Like, if you were just able to meet people, like, why not take the time and just go for a coffee if the profile looks good enough to you is what you're saying. Yeah, and if they're, if they're shit, then just get up and walk away. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, I think the social interaction of, of this lifestyle is really important mm-hmm. to me, and I know it's important to us. And you can't have the same social interest. You can be anything below the table on a video call. Yeah. Literally anything. Mm-hmm. You can just have your cock out just jerking off under the table. Right. Like a weirdo. Okay. That's not cool. That's all you got to say about the matter? Yeah, fuck that. Okay. So we are going to now hear from some other people about what their selection criteria may or may not be, and we'll uh, tackle those in. Daryl, thanks for your participation in the podcast today. I give it my best every time, Kate, you know that. Hey guys, so now we're going to share some audio recording from two fantastic podcasts. First, you're going to hear from The Bomber and The Bell, and they're from the Black and Kinky podcast. Head over to their website and check them out. It is blackandkinkylifestyle.com. 
And then later we're going to hear from Mickey and Mallory, and they're, of course, from the Casual Swinger podcast, which is casualswinger.com. Head over and check out both of those amazing content creators. Interestingly enough, Casual Swinger do take their section of this selection criteria in a, in a great direction, actually. They talk about whether or not the differences in attraction might change based on a club environment, based on then going to perhaps a resort and being around people for longer. Mickey talks about having a natural charisma and what that means to him. Also interesting is how people might be perceived online versus in a physical environment. And this is very similar to what Daryl and I have just discussed. You'll hear this coming through in both of the next segments coming up from both of these podcasts. And you hear people talking all the time about make sure you get those profiles, those dating profiles tight. Make sure that you know you are putting your best fit forward. Make sure that you've got a great bio, great pictures and that sort of thing. Because, hey, what we've learned from these conversations today on this episode really across all opinions is that people are a little bit pickier online, whether that's because they then have to make the effort to go out, whether that's because this is really time restrictive, or whether it's because they're not maybe in that environment, in that sexy environment and ready to mingle and meet people. You know, they're in a home environment. It's a little bit different. So I think that's come through on this episode. So really, I mean, another reminder, make sure you get those profiles typed. Have a look at your dating profiles, update it. Make sure your age is right. Make sure your photos are right. Make sure your bio is right. And hey, some lessons learned might be this is a good time as people start to come out of COVID, as people are getting vaccinated to have a look through those profiles and see what's up. But otherwise, I'm going to head over now to the Bomber and the Bell from Black and Kiki podcast. And then we're going to head straight over to Mickey and Mallory from Casual Swinger podcast. And then I'll be back with you guys. All right, this is the Bomber and the Bell, and we are host of the Black and Kinky Lifestyle Podcast. So, going to answer this question from Kate. So, does your criteria differ from a club hookup to a longer-term resort event visit? Does it change online if you are seeking sexy friends to be part of your crew? So, basically... When we're looking for a partner, do our preferences change based on the context in which we find them or search for them? I would definitely think so. I would, I would agree. So for example, I think we are more, most selective if we are online. Yes. And I think that's because, I mean, why do you think that might be? I think that's because we just have more time to evaluate and make a decision and it's, there's no pressure, right? Mm -hmm. So I would say we're most selective online and I would say we're least selective on vacation. Right. Because there are definitely some people I played with in that I met in person that if I just saw their online profile, I just, I would not have done it. <laughs> but like, there's just more you get to see. I mean, we had an episode on this before where, you know, we get to see more of their, more of their charm, more of their personality, more of their game, more of their humor right. in person. And a lot of those play a heavy role in the degree of attraction you have to them. An online profile doesn't have anything but like their if their pictures are on point and if they reach you know some of your standards of height and all of that stuff <laughs> um, and if they have a well-written profile that's engaging mm -hmm. but i think like in person like when we when we went to our trip with vegas we ended up playing with mm. a couple that we just we would never have played with no. um but uh, because like i said on vacation it's time sensitive like 
options are limited. Mm-hmm. And so you're willing to give a little more leeway. At least we are. Yes, definitely. Yeah. And I, and, but what about, what about if we're like looking for people to just be like one time hookups versus like if we're looking for friends? Although I feel like when we're not really, I mean, I don't know. We kind of let friendships happen. Yeah. And oftentimes they can arise from hookups. Yeah. And I don't even think we actually look for one time hookups. No, but we have, but, but we have found one time hookups. So yeah, if we are in a really sexy environment and like there's a couple that just walks into us at the right time Mm -hmm. and like we're ready, like if we're ready to play, if we're in an environment and we're ready to play and a lot of times that can happen if we've been dancing for a while, I've been drinking, I've been mingling or I've been like, you know, smacking your ass a little bit (laughs) and you know, we've been kind of playful with each other. Mm -hmm. And then this other couple who's sort of in that same boat. Yeah, we might not even need to know what their names are. <laughs> Where I think that, uh, you know, otherwise we would we would want to get to know people before we played with them. Right. So this was a good question. Hope we answered it. Thanks. Hey there, this is Mickey and Mallory with the Casual Swinger Podcast. That's us. That's us, yes. So we were asked by uh, Kate from Wanderlust to contribute on a selection criteria topic that she identified. Yeah, I just kind of, I mean, talking a little bit about where our heads are at when, you know, do we really look at, you know, single guys or single girls or couples differently? Yeah. And what about the environment, like on a dating site versus at a club? Yeah. So what are, let's just talk about you because no one gives a shit about me anyway. Yeah, they do. <laughs> so let, like from a single guy perspective, what mm-hmm. are your criteria? Like what is it that makes a single guy interesting to you? Well, I always have to drill down to the, you know, you're actually single, you're not married and just like, you know, on the fly trying to get it on the DL. That's right. a big one for me because we come up, a lot. Too. It does. And it's so unfortunate. And I'm so upset by this. But um, a single guy like engaging, maybe an interesting um, profession, you know, experience in other careers or even hobbies that I don't have line of sight to supplement me, right? Augment my my mental spaces a bit. I'm very, I'm not a sapiosexual per se, but I do like the mental game. So having that baseline conversation is even in small talk, like at a club, is very intriguing to me. Yeah, I think a sapiosexual is an overly used term these days. Yeah. Especially on dating sites. You see everybody saying they are, and, you know, and then they meet, you know, somebody from the Big Bang Theory, and all of a sudden they're like, well, they're a fucking nerd. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, okay. Okay, yeah, that's So fair. maybe not as sapiosexual as we think we are, but I right. think uh, we kind of have very similar criteria because mm. when, uh, when we're approached by a single anything, mm. I look for depth. I'm looking for something that, give me something that's more interesting than what we're going to do in the bedroom. Yes. Yeah. Give me a connection point because I'm going to share my, my goodies with you. Share your goodies with me before we get there. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. More than just your goodies. Yeah. Yeah. Show me why this should be fun. Yeah. Because if you think about it, you're going to maybe go to a bar, you're going to go to a restaurant, you're going to go out to eat. Uh, You want to feel safe. Mm -hmm. Right. So you want them to be kind. Mm -hmm. You want them to be interesting. You want them to have depth to them. Uh, but you also want them to be adventurous and interested in you, and you want them to be connecting with yeah, you. Yeah, someone, someone who's really good at um, listening to verbal cues or nonverbal cues. You know, it's really hard to test that out in um, like a dating site environment, right? When you're just chatting online. But that's yep. super important to me because I, I'm, I don't hold any bones about it. 
I will let you know what I want, but I'm not over overbearing about it. So I, you have to be able to communicate back or listen or and listen. I should say that and it's not <laughs> one or the other. <laughs> well, and I, I think when we talk about this, though, and talk about those nonverbal cues and in, in reading, they have to be invested in you. Mm-hmm. Right. And if sure. they are invested in you, then they are going to read your body language. They are going to pick up on maybe you're uncomfortable or you're interested. Right. Somebody yeah. who's not interested in you is not going to pick up on your body language. Yeah. And this goes for both guys and girls because I've had it happen with both of them. And I absolutely love it when they make you feel like the only thing in the room in that moment while you're engaged talking to them. That's a huge win, like bonus for me. It makes me feel all tingly and special. And I blush typically. Yeah. So I think everything we just talked about. That pretty much goes for for single guy or girl because I think yeah. we have very similar criteria. In uh-huh. that. What about physical characteristics? Do you have any any criteria there? Well, I kind of run the gamut in some some shape or form. Girls, I'm all over the place, so all over the place. With guys, I mean, I'm I'm of average height and build, right? And I do have a predilection to to taller men. You know, I I kind of like having the idea, knowing that they could pick me up and put me anywhere they want. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think that's that's definitely something that I find very attractive. I'm not opposed to to shorter guys or or thicker build guys. It's just if I had to pick physicality out of the room, that's typically what I look at. A little tall, broader shoulders, no kind beards. eyes, no beards. Yeah, I'm I'm still struggling with the beards. I think I've gotten to a point where it's short and quaffed, yeah. like very short and and well taken care of. I think I can deal with it. It just feels weird on my hoo hoo. <laughs> What's that the name for? <laughs> I no. just yeah, I just I don't know. It's a it's a tactile thing for me. You know, I'm very big on no beards on my women. Fair I feel enough. Like that's important. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's it's just a thing. Yeah. So what about you in uh, that scenario? Like if you had to pick a, a from a physicality standpoint out of a room, because you kind of have a type, but then you don't. Yeah. Everybody says I have a type and then there isn't. You know, I, I got to tell you, the first thing that grabs me about a person is actually their eyes. It always has been that yeah. way for me. And when someone will connect with me and look me in the eye and and show me that part of themselves, it's comforting. It's comforting for me uh, to know that they're not hiding, right? Uh, but when it comes to physical attributes, I definitely lean towards short chicks. It's just kind of a uh, you do. I do. I lean you like toward, them petite. Yeah, I like I like short chicks. That's definitely a thing. I may be a sucker for blondes. Uh, you know, if it's criteria, I honestly I don't like the term criteria because. I'm open to anybody that's open to getting to know me. It doesn't necessarily mean we're going to have sex, but I, I do think that those relationships are worthwhile. And what I tend to be attracted to uh, is people that uh, take care of themselves and yeah, are sure. interested in getting to know me. Ooh, that's, here's a big one. Confidence. And there's a fine line between confident and cocky. Yeah. And again, I've seen it with both men and women. Yeah, but you don't mind a little cocky as long as they can back it up. It is, I think, uh, tongue in cheek cocky. You know, when they're they use it in a flirting aspect versus you know I'm positioning myself as superior kind of cocky. Yeah, there's there's definitely a difference. It's an art form to it, but confidence is a big thing. Even the way they carry themselves non verbally, again, the I, way they're engaging I with love other that. people. Yeah, confidence and also in their convictions, right? So when they have something to say. Be confident about it, but don't be an ass. Yeah, or passionate. Passion. Yeah, passion. Oh my Passion's gosh! Huge. If you're passionate about something, and again, not an, a jerk about it, that tells me that you can translate that to the bedroom. If I ha- if I was a betting woman, that there's a good chance that you're gonna be able to. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I'm getting all tingly mm-hmm. again. <laughs> so, do any of our criteria does it does it change anything when it's a couple? 
I don't think so. I think as far as what we're looking for, as far as attraction goes, translates both ways. I obviously prefer, um, but I'm not opposed to, you know, when the woman is definitely bisexual, Mm -hmm. not just by curious, um, not, you know, straight. And I don't have anything against straight people, but, you know, or straight women, I should say. Yeah. Um, but it's a lot more fun and engaging because then I, I'm being selfish. It's a free-for-all for me. I was like, <laughs> have you and you and you and you. Yay. Um, but no, I don't think that physicality ne- necessarily changes. What it does is increase the dynamic because then we're looking at how they treat each other and how they engage with each other on top of it versus one single person. There it is. So that's our criteria. Our criteria is we don't have any criteria except for Mallory, <laughs> which is be tall and don't have a fucking beard. Mm, pick me up and take me. Whatever you want. Uh, yeah. And I, I again, if you're a pretty girl out there, I don't want you to have a beard either. So how does that change when we're either looking on dating sites versus club versus like a resort, like when we go to Jamaica? How do, does that criteria or how we engage or what we're looking for change? I don't know that it changes, but I do think it makes it a little bit easier in person to let somebody's natural charisma come through. For example, I'm big on charisma and people that show me about themselves, right? Show me what they're passionate about, like you said earlier, what they're interested in. And it's easier in a group environment to do that, right? It's easier for them to just kind of be themselves. So you can kind of observe them in the wild. And I do think in clubs and in heat and places like that, we can do that. Yeah. And I think we're a little different in uh, our approach and dynamic. You know, obviously we leverage the dating sites, but I haven't really made a, a solid effort on multiple occasions to go just for the gold, right? I'm I'm just trying my objective is to have sex with X. This Does that type change of your criteria? If you're like, I just want to bang. Um, I don't think so. That's what I struggle with mentally because I have to have some sort of connection with them that's more than the sex, which could make me a pretty bad swinger at times. <laughs> right? Like the goal is to have lots of fun in the bedroom, right? That's the ultimate goal. But I just can't get there. I start to have anxieties around it. And the first time I was with a single guy, you saw that happen to me. Um, But that experience, um, the second time around, when I got to have a wonderful experience, we were able to connect. And it was just enough, right? Goldilocks principle. You know, we don't have to get married, but we have to know each other well enough that I feel comfortable going alone to a hotel with you. Yeah. So, and enjoy your company on top of it because, you know, also... You know, at some point we're going to be talking. <laughs> Sooner or later <laughs> so, there's going to be words. Yeah, exactly. Like, put it there. Yeah, so I don't know that it, the my check boxes or what I look for, what I'm attracted to really changes as far as that high level stuff, but just how it's implemented in the different environments. Hmm. Yeah, well, I've never done the single girl thing, but I think when it comes to somebody like that, I would be looking for somebody that I felt like wasn't, now this is going to sound weird, but not threatening to our relationship, I think would be a criteria for me uh somebody that's gotcha. not looking to fall in love and run off and you know make babies gotcha same thing be pretty hard on me anyway since i have a vasectomy <laughs> yeah it's a big bonus for me by the way shoot o- <laughs> shooting blanks all day long that's right i can point this at anybody they don't care well i think they care <laughs> there's a whole consent thing that happens but you're oh. not going to get anyone pregnant so there you go womp, womp. anyway well yeah i think that kind of does it for our criteria i don't i mean i don't know that that dating sites or in the wild or in the club or any different i just think it's easier for us to get attracted to people once we've met them 100 percent, and we never ever 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 approach religion or politics it's just not part of this never. conversation never big faux pas yeah don't ever say that yep nope and don't have a not, not my business don't no, no beards no religion no politics <laughs> okay imagine all the people sing it john 
All right, we'll let you guys get back to Kate. We are Mickey and Bella. Thanks, guys. So we're interested to hear from you guys. What's your selection criteria? Does it change whether you're going to a swingers club for a night? Does your selection criteria change if you're going to a multiple-day, four- or five-day event? Does it change if you're looking for a longer-term play partners? We'd love to hear from you. Drop us a voicemail or send us an email and just head to our website, wanderlostswingers.com, to get the deets on that. But otherwise, we'll talk to you again soon, and thanks so much for listening to us. Ciao. Ciao, Bella. Ciao, Bello. Bye, guys. Bye.